재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵. Welcome back to Koreascape on TBS EFM 101.3 in Seoul and on streaming platforms around the world. The second half of every Monday's program is dedicated to the good life. We are chasing the hobbies and pursuits and areas of knowledge that we hope and we believe add up to a good life and a healthy life. This week, we're focusing on the healthy and balanced aspect of that with our traditional Korean doctor in the house, Yesul Jennifer Lee. Jennifer, welcome to the studio. Good morning. We are talking about one of the most common sort of winter afflictions today, Mm -hmm. Uh, also relatively easy to uh, prevent, but it's something that slips our mind a lot. It's the fact that the uh, composition of the air itself is changing in a fairly radical way from fall to winter. Yes, it's basically getting really dry. It's getting super dry. Yeah. Do you feel that when you wake up? Most definitely. Mm -hmm. My lips wake up. My lips are like, you know, little surfboards, you know, Mm -hmm. when I wake up in the morning. So I have to start uh, using lip balm and so on. And um, it can really add up to some serious problems. It's not yes, just, it you know, itchy eyes and mm-hmm. whatnot. And actually, a lot of people like, suffer from swollen throat when they wake up, especially in this dry weather. They have a hard time speaking up in the morning. Um, others also feel that they, their eyes are very dry. Their skin is extremely itchy or red. And those symptoms are all related to dry weather. Hmm. So... I mean, even the idea of boiling a, uh, or not boiling water, but uh, turn, turning on a humidifier, getting mm-hmm. a humidifier and turning on a humidifier is a little less simple than it used to be because we just had in this past year or so that huge uh, scandal right. with a particular brand of, of, yeah, yeah. Um, that was sterilized with unsafe stuff mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. So people are thinking twice about just that modern solution mm-hmm. of flicking on a, um, one of right. those little things that spew vapor into the air. Mm-hmm. But we actually say that just drying out your laundry inside your room can also just help be- making your humidity better, better with your room. Totally. Yeah. And, well, drinking water in between your sleep is also helpful. Um, but we, to be more specific with dry, medical conditions, mm. um, skin is dry and itchy, but it also feels tight, especially after bathing. And I think a lot of people feel that, especially in this season. And when it gets worse, they start to have fine cracks or they feel red or pink skin getting a bit painful, to be exact. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This can affect if you're a cosmetically oriented person, it can Mm -hmm. affect your appearance too, can't it? You know, you're more prone to wrinkles and stretches and that kind of stuff Yes, when your skin lacks the um, suppleness, right? Mm -hmm. But it gets into some... Um, more serious stuff than just sort of tight skin or pink skin. Yes, there are some skin conditions that get worse in this climate. For example, atopic dermatitis, it's very sensitive to weather. So uh, patients who have atopic dermatitis feel that their symptoms are getting worse when it gets dry. Um, Another thing with these patients is that they also have a lot of allergies that get worse with the dry season. For, Mm. For example, allergic rhinitis and also their skin problems. Sometimes they also have asthma and these symptoms also gets worse in time with dry humidity. Another thing is psoriasis. It's a more common symptom with adults than it is with children which who have a lot of atopic dermatitis. And they do have um, itchy and sore patches of thick red skin, which definitely gets worse in dry season. That condition, psoriasis, that's um, something you you have already, you cannot catch psoriasis, right? No, but it can really just occur, recur, mm. which can um, 
around this time of season. Right. Like an outbreak. mm -hmm. So in summer, they don't really feel that it's getting worse at all. But all of a sudden, when it gets dry, they start to suffer and feel very itchy and painful. Mm -hmm. And then use your eyes. Mm -hmm. And there's your eyes. Um, There are some symptoms that many people overlook that that they think it's not the symptom of dry eyes. For example, episodes of excess tears, especially in the cold weather. Do you feel that your eyes are getting teary, especially in cold weather? I do, to be honest. I'm crying more that the summer is gone, but that's not... No, um, (laughs) yeah, it's... I find uh, staring at screens Mm -hmm. and things like that, watching a lot of TV or a lot of reading... gets a little harder when yes. it gets drier in, mm-hmm. in the wintertime. Yes, I think that's also very true because one symptom of dry eyes is also decreased tolerance of reading and also mm-hmm. looking at your computer and TV. Eye fatigue, generalizing it, and also pain and redness of the eye, um, blurred vision, and they feel their eyes are very uncomfortable, for example, sandy and gritty feeling um, and stinging and burning. Hmm. I've never used eye drops. I've maybe once or twice in my life. You, you do, never do did. You, are you a contact lens wearer? I actually oh, am. So you're constantly dripping yeah. something into your eye. Yes. So I have to use you know, this um, one-day contact every day. And I use, actually have to use eye drops every day because it really feels uncomfortable, especially when I'm working. I have huge respect for you know, contact lens wearers, how they manage to touch their own eyeball twice right. a day. I can't imagine doing that. <laughs> I, I think with a decade of, of practice, it with gets better. With a decade better. of practice, right? right? Yes. You just kind of whip it right in and mm-hmm. right, you don't even think about it anymore. You never really think it about it anymore. It would take me like half an hour to do it that first time <laughs> if, if they told me I had to wear those. Okay, so um, dry eye, as you mentioned, it can even have... effects on uh, your vision, right? Yes. And dry eyes can also be caused by aging and also staring at your computer or video screens. Um, And also, I have to mention, long-term contact lens wear can also lead to dry eye, which I think is the cause of my own symptoms. Ah, really? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. One thing that feels really good in the winter and in a hydration kind of sense is to take a really long shower because you're breathing in all that steam and stuff. Mm -hmm. But that can actually have an adverse effect uh, over the long haul. Especially to your skin. To your skin, yeah. Yes. Um, Because when it gets too hot, your skin starts to get a bit worn out by the hot shower and the temperature. And so your skin, uh, the outer membrane of your skin starts to get weak. And when it gets dry and when you get out of your hot shower, then it gets super dry, to be honest. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I do a lot of uh, sauna and stuff like that in the winter. I mean, is there anything better than that? Yeah, actually, it really feels relaxing, doesn't it? Totally. Mm -hmm. And you you go to sleep like a bear after going to the sauna, you know? Yes. I really love a hot tub, especially in this cold season. Mm Mm-hmm. But then it also have to, I have to admit that you really have to use your moisturizer when you're getting out of your sauna or hot shower. Yeah, so far so good. I've, I've, I've never, you know, had to uh, moisturize my skin that much, but it might make sense uh, in this season. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember this Chinese movie I saw so many years ago and it was set during the winter. And all the entire movie, the family always had something boiling. They Noodles, did. tea, water. 
Um, I think that's a very sweet thing, family. Right? Yeah. And, but it, it occurred to me, it always stuck with me as a remedy to the cold mm-hmm. and to the dryness of the air. Just always yes. be boiling something, you mm-hmm. know, like making soups and, and making hot water for tea and right. all that stuff. And uh, showers, of course, that mm-hmm. will let the air back in. Mm-hmm. Um, and just kind of rehydrating the quality of the, uh, the air that you breathe. Right. That's very true. I think um, many um, elderly s Even in Korea, actually use that as remedy. It's something that's very similar as well. They drink tea mm-hmm. a lot, especially in winter. And they always are boiling something, right? Right. And there's a lot of cook and a lot of tea. All, all, and just all hot water. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of the, there, I think there was even an article in something uh, just a week or two ago mm-hmm. about how the fact, like, you can go anywhere in, in China and right. maybe in, in Korea as well. But the minimal expectation they have of anywhere, no matter how remote and how poor, mm-hmm. is hot water. Yes. Yeah. I remember visiting China and drinking hot tea all the time and it was summer. Mm. So it was a bit uncomfortable for me, I have to admit. But it was, I think, a, a very, very good um, remedy for your health mm. because cold water or, or boiled water, it can't, it can't be a bit worse than mm. cold water itself. Hot water. Uh, drink as much as you can and as hot as you can. Mm-hmm. And it does, uh, uh, reportedly, it does wondrous things for your body. And if you have it sort of under your uh, nose and you're breathing in that steam, right there you're rehydrating all of those systems yes. that, are, that are at risk. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, well, we always end up uh, kind of talking about this in the metaphorical terms that Korean medicine describes everything in. So if we're going to describe dryness, winter dryness, how does Korean medicine lingo view that and describe it? Yes, absolutely. So um, skin belongs to the lungs. That's what Korean medicine say. So you can't really relate skin, outer skin to your lungs if you think about it per se. But if you think about the immune system, for instance, that's related to your inner membranes of your lungs and as well as your skin. And that really gets into the humidity because even in science and in, even in just Western medicine, you say that dryness really gets in the way of immune system and how it's activated Um, especially in winter. Um, so in, in Korea medicine, we say that skin belongs to the lungs and both lungs and skin are very sensitive to the temperature as well as your humidity. Hmm. Skin belongs to the lungs. Mm-hmm. Well, it makes sense in the sense that skin breathes very much the way uh, you know, kind of lungs do. It's it's. Skin is always uh, releasing toxins from the body. Mm-hmm. And yes, I think um, that too. And also another way of thinking it is um, the outer, outer b- boundary of your body where it gets contact with the outer environment is mm-hmm. your lungs where you breathe in and breathe out and yeah. your skin where it, gets your, where it gets in touch with the air. Um, and there is also another uh, view which says that the flesh, which is the inner uh, membrane of your skin, the f- flesh belongs to the digestive system. So we actually divide the skin into outer and inner membranes. And we say that the outer part belongs to the lungs by um, protecting your body. And also flesh belongs to the digestive system where it gets in the way with your food intake. How's, where's the connection there? The inner side of the skin mm-hmm. is connected to the digestive system. Yes. Uh, one, uh, it, one example would be how you some, eat something wrong and you feel your skin is having some problems from the inner part of your skin. So you start to have 
for instance, pimples, mm. and also a lot of prop skin problems, uh, red thing that's coming up from your skin. Uh, many uh, patients actually say, for instance, when they uh, eat shrimps, for, in- for instance, and also something that they don't really get well with, they feel that their skin is getting um, some problems. That's that, what, yeah. that is true. I mean, I, I, your skin reacts very quickly to... Uh, to food items, and, and mm-hmm. a lot of people break out in rashes for different items. Yes, so um, from the perspective of Korean medicine, we try to examine how your skin is having a problem, and we, we try to see the depth of, of mm-hmm. the, the origin of your problem and see where it's related to your lungs or whether it's related to your digestive system. Um, for instance, with the dryness, it usually belongs to uh, the lungs and also your skin. So... Um, The dry skin and also your dry eyes and and cough and swollen throat all linked together from the perspective of Korean medicine. Hmm. Does it apply? Does, you know, skin vigilance apply equally to sort of all ages or are there particularly more vulnerable groups? Um, We say that um, patients who are older than 40 are more prone to um, getting dry skin and getting maybe... um, uncomfortable symptoms with dry skin and also dry or cold, low humidity climate or weather is really, really uncomfortable with your lungs and, and, and your skin. Um, there is another metaphorical a phrase where we say cold chi enters body through the skin. Cold chi. Yeah. Cold chi enters the body through the skin. Is that a bad thing? Well, cold chi, um, it, it is a bad thing. It's something that's, for instance, how you catch cold in winter. Ah, because mm-hmm. of cold G entering your body. Yes, that's what we say. And so you shouldn't have exposed skin surfaces. Is that the idea? Um, well, you try to cover up your your skin surfaces. Um, there are some sensitive spots where we say that the cold G is prone to entering. For instance, at the back of of your your. Uh, a neck. Okay. There's a soft spot where you feel that your skull is ending and your neck is uh, starting at the center of your back uh, of your neck. Oh, really? You got to cover that up. Um, yes. So we, we say that you either have to cover that up with your hair for for women and also with your scarf. That's also mm. very helpful. Um, another thing is um, cold chi entering your body through your abdomen, which is uh, very common, especially in children who eat, for instance, a lot of um, ice cream in summer. Uh- Yes. So it, internally, it's not mm-hmm. uh, through the skin of the abdomen, mm, but rather no. through digestive. Right. Uh, so those are two examples of cold chi entering your body. And that is when we talk about cold chi entering your body, it's changing the balance of your normal chi so that if you are net colder chi or weaker chi, can I say cold and weak in the same Sentence. Well, yes. Um, you will. I would say that you're t- speaking of cold chi as in out- outer chi, where you're, where it's entering your body, and weak chi is something that you had before. Is that what you're saying? Well, what yeah. I'm saying is, if you have, if you permit too much cold chi to enter your body, are you de facto weakening your chi level? Um, yes, that's a very accurate um, assumption because if you have a uh, cold chi entering your body, then your basically your immune system gets weak, so you you start to have uh, reactions of your body, for example, fever hmm. and also headache. Those symptoms are of the formal symptoms you start to have when you, start, you have cold, right? And hmm. those symptoms are what we mention exactly from the perspective of Korean medicine when we say that your body is getting weaker. What's the best way for hot chi to enter your body? Soup? Um, uh, oh, Samgitang? as in... 
Well, samgyetang is one example of yeah, well, absorbing hot chi. Uh, well, yeah, but you're drinking up your hot hot chi in samgyetang, <laughs> don't you? Yeah. <laughs> I think that there's also tea. We already say ginger tea is very warm, mm. and also we also love ginseng when it comes to um, hot chi. Okay. Yeah, and also there is also just hot packs of you actually have a lot of uh, pockets of hot packs, and you actually use that especially in Korea, don't you? Well, uh, I've got a pack in my jacket at home, and I've been afraid to break it out. I it has I just haven't been that cold yet. Oh no! What do you do? You just kind of you shake them, right? Yeah, and then you I, put them I in your pocket or something. I have one right now. You've got one right now. <laughs> <laughs> do you have cold chi? Do you have weak chi, Jennifer? Um, I tend to have weak chi, especially in, in winter. I, I'm one of those people who feel cold when all the rest people say they're not cold anymore. <laughs> I think I get it from my mom uh, back in the U.S. She, uh, we both have. what I would describe in Korean traditional medicine terms as strong chi, mm-hmm. excess chi, um, and we'd never get cold. So uh, you sweat a lot, especially in summer? Perhaps, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's towards that extreme more than ever being cold. Mm-hmm. And I, I go longer into the winter season just wearing T-shirts and stuff right. than a lot of people do. My mother's in the extreme direction. She says, like, even in the winter, right. at night she goes to bed and she opens the windows and turns the heat off. Really? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Which is... <laughs> Totally counterintuitive for you know an older woman. They get mm-hmm. you seem you think they get colder and colder, right? But she's like a little furnace, you know. <laughs> so yeah, um, there's uh, chi and the digestive system and the skin. Do we need to say anything more about the eyes? You we talked for a bit about the eyes. Uh, is there? How does Korean medicine understand the eyes? Well, um, we connect the eyes with the different parts of the eye, so it gets very accurate and very distinctive. For example, your pupil is related to your your stomach. Um, your iris is related to your liver, for instance. Um, but really? yes, so we try to divide the parts of your eye. And and for instance, when your outer your whites are getting red, then mm. we connect it with your liver. Um, one example would be um, you start drinking a lot. And when you wake up, you feel your eyes are red and very um, burning. Mm-hmm. That's one example of your liver not getting over from the overnight alcohol consumption. And so you look bloodshot. Mm-hmm. Mm. Does Korean medicine have an explanation? If I may just go off on a very quick tangent. Yeah. Uh, Koreans, when they have a little something to drink, they turn bright, bright red. Do you also turn red? I have to admit, I have to admit, I'm one of those people who get extremely red. Extremely red. Yes. <laughs> And generally speaking, painting with a broad brush, you know, Westerners don't really. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Is that just purely a DNA marker or? Um, so when you when you get red, that's related to your liver um, digesting or well metabolizing alcohol. Mm. So if your liver lacks this ability to metabolize alcohol very well, then you start to have red face and red skin. Oh, really? And it's from the perspective of DNA, we say that the Asians um, specifically lack. the the ability to metabolize alcohol compared to, for instance, um, like you Americans, I would say. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's true. Yeah. I think that's Um, true. That's uh, one example would be, there was a a German patient who came up 
And he was saying that he never really gets drunk at all with pints and pints of beer. That's practice. <laughs> no, seriously. I mean, you develop uh, the almost uh, an ability to withstand it. Yeah. And the liver actually excretes something. Yes. And you've got so much of that in your system mm-hmm. that it de facto sort of metabolizes. I think that's true. But it's bad for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's get back to skin and eyes and dryness. So best practices. What are some best practices? Um. One one home management that you can do is um, avoid too hot showers. So Mm. warm is better, but when it gets hot, um, it really basically just dries up your skin. And another thing would be avoid scrubbing dry dry skin patches and avoid especially using this hot pockets of hot packs that you use, um, the one that I have right now in my pocket. Mm. Try to avoid putting it in direct contact with your skin because that really basically dries out that part of your skin. How do you use those anyway? Are you supposed to just keep them in your pocket and that's it? Um, there are different. There, I think there are different forms. The one that that I have right now is mm. in my pocket, but you you can also just patch it on your 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 T shirt, for instance. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Um, eyes. What 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 can you do eye wise? I guess just keep the uh, room humidity at a relative mm-hmm. normal state. There are some acupoints that we have right in right around your eyes, and many patients actually get scared of these getting the acupuncture treatments um, right around their eyes. But they actually are very helpful, especially with vision problems and also, <clears throat> sorry, with um, um, eye bloodshot eye and mm. fatigue. Diet. Is there anything that we should be consuming? Um, well, there are some eye drops and uh, uh, also creams that we have from the perspective of Korean medicine, but also um, ginger tea and vitamin A um, found in carrots and also um, found in fish are omega-3 acids. Those are very helpful for your eye, actually. Are they really? Omega-3? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I guess I've heard that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you said uh, dry your Laundry and maybe just leave. I used to, in um, my early days post-college, just leave out a bucket of water, just leave out a a pan of water. I think that's also a very good idea. Just let it evaporate. It just kind of rehydrates the air. Um, and if you've got people taking showers, maybe leave the door open, let the... Uh, yeah, and also just growing your plants in, inside your room is an, another very good idea, I think. You can the just water... The more plants, the better, right? Yeah. Yeah, it kind of keeps a mini ecosystem and keeps the air sort of hydrated. Mm-hmm. Those sound like some good ideas. We've got a few dry months coming up ahead of us. Jennifer, thanks for giving us what we need to know. Thank you.